Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because he is always faithful and always good. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to not a new Redemption Press author, but a returning Redemption Press author, Kristen Satzer, and her new book, Hear the Savior, readings for Lent and Easter based on the words of Jesus. And this was just so good, just hearing how she began down this journey. It was just very insightful and you are gonna enjoy this conversation. So let me give her a proper introduction. Kristen Satzer is an author, blogger, and public speaker whose ministry is called Purposeful Encouragement, a ministry that encourages others to live on purpose and for a purpose. Her first book is called Savor the Savior, 25 Devotions for Advent and Christmas Inspired by the Names of Jesus. Kristen writes on the topics of spiritual growth, living with intention and purpose, and her personal joys and struggles, among others, on kristensatzer.com. As an amateur theologian, she is passionate about researching theology and uncovering the layers of the Bible and its history. Kristen and her husband, Dan, live in Southern California and have four grown sons and one daughter-in-law. So let's roll that conversation. Well, Kristen, it is just great to have you with us today on the All Things Podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Yes. Well, before we jump into your new book, uh, the new devotional, which I'm super excited about. Uh, I would just love for our listeners to hear just a little backstory of uh, a Romans 8:28 story in your life that just showed you how much God loves to take hard things and turn them good. Yeah, I would love to. I've had so many of those in my life. I feel like my whole life has been a Romans 8:28 story. God's always had bigger plans for me than I than I thought I knew best about, but there's one that comes to mind and it pertains to this book especially, and I want to be sensitive because I know um it's been a tough tough thing for so many people, but I would say COVID. Mm. And I began writing this book pre-pandemic and I began just dabbling in it and I, my life was just a whirlwind and I was struggling to give this project the time I wanted to and needed to. But when life shut down in March of 2020, I was incredibly sad, incredibly sad and shocked like so many people were. And I was stuck at home. We were all stuck at home, but suddenly I had extra time and I was able to go deep with reading and researching and then writing And the extra time was a gift and God used it and worked it out to get this book on its way. So, yeah, I love love that. That, And, you know, as bad as it was Mm. in so many ways, it really, for those of us who are like, okay, God, 
what 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 does this mean for me and what do you want from me and he's like here you go yeah and that was it with this book for sure yeah. wow. Mm -hmm. wow 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 i love that <laughs> so um I was going to kind of start with asking you how you began the writing process for the book. So you had started on it before COVID hit. Yeah. So just tell us a little bit about that part of the journey. Yeah. I started just by reading the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I read them over and over again. And in the course of this couple of months of reading them, I told myself not to take notes, not to kind of get geared up to write anything. I just wanted to read and take in um, what the Lord had to say, say to me. And so the first few go arounds, that's what I did. And then by the last couple go arounds of reading, I started taking notes and formulating ideas, asking God for direction. And when I knew, I knew. So I wrote out a timeline and began chronicling the words of Christ. So, um, and that's where it all began and took off. And I got really excited at that point. And I knew that this was it. Wow. So you had no idea as you were just in soaking in Luke and meditating on that mm -hmm. scripture of the book of Luke, that it was going to turn into a resource for people going through the season of Lent and wanting a way to actually intentionally, you know, move through that time of the year. Yeah, I mean, I knew that I knew I wanted to do a book about Lent. Okay. And since my first book was Advent, I thought it would be neat to do a companion book. And I, I just knew I I wanted to start in the Gospels, and and I just kept reading them over and again. And the words of Christ are what really jumped out at me to focus on for this particular book. So yeah, mm, I love that. So tell us how you came to the practice of Lent and how you observe it, because it's kind of, for most of us, we think it's just for Catholics or mm -hmm. Lutherans or, right. you know, it's kind of a high church kind of thing. Right. So tell us how yeah. that worked for you. Yeah, it was a slow journey for me. Um, I didn't grow up practicing Lent. I've always gone to non-denominational churches and even my childhood and even in my adulthood, I've never gone to a church that um, practice it, practices it that way. So I think it really began when my kids were little and we did the activity with the Easter eggs, the plastic Easter eggs. And so in like the 11 days leading up to Easter, we would open up a different plastic egg and there was always a symbol in one of the eggs, like nail or purple cloth, a thorn. And the last day was always an empty egg representing the empty tomb. And we would read books and scripture, a lot of Max Lucado books. And that is when I started really thinking about it. And then as the kids got older, I started getting some books about Lent and we started our time pre-Easter time earlier than we had before. And so we started reading books with the Lenten focus. And that's how the seeds started to grow for me. And then now each year I, I observe it in the 40 days leading up to Easter. And it's just a solemn time to think about what I believe and who I am in Christ, about who Jesus is. What did he say? What did he do when he lived on the same earth as me? And some years I give something up like social media. Most years I actually will do a, some kind of social media or media fast. Mm 
I'll add scripture, maybe scripture memory, a passage of scripture that's new to me to memorize, or I'll read a special book or section of scripture really in depth, lots of journaling and fasting and Sabbath rest, but each year looks really different, but that is how it began. And that how is how it is now for me. Wow. So, so why do you think then, and I think you've already given us some inkling, but there's probably more to it. Why do you think it's meaningful for Christians to observe Lent? Well, I think that even if your church doesn't observe Lent as individuals, married couples or families, taking 40 days to focus on Jesus and the cross can be for everyone. And I've come to view Lent as an opportunity for deeper, a deeper spiritual practice. It holds a somberness where God meets us in our messiness a season of intention that points us to the cross and a time set apart for more of God each day. There's beauty in the rhythms of the church, the capital C church calendar, and focusing on the cross for these 40 days. It's just a really great way to go even deeper with Jesus. Hmm. I love that in the busyness of life, it's Mm -hmm. almost like we need a reason to slow Mm -hmm. down. Yeah. That's seems to be what Lent could be. Mm-hmm. It's a good time of year to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially after coming off of the crazy, busy holiday season right. and all, you know, all of that. Exactly. So, wow. <clears throat> so yeah. you, you describe yourself as an amateur theologian. And mm-hmm. as you studied the words of Christ, is there anything that you learned that surprised you? Yeah. Sounds funny to say this. But I was surprised about how much Jesus said. So he really had a lot to say. And I I just never really thought about it. Um, it gave me, writing this book and researching gave me a new perspective on this. And I've always had a Bible with red letters. And I could see that, yes, he did say a lot. But when I think about the Gospels, I think more about the stories of the miracles and the healings and the cross. And of course there's the Beatitudes and there's a lot that he said, but I just never realized it like I did while I was writing this book. And that's been incredibly meaningful to me. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. I've, I've been, I've thought a number of times of, huh, what would it look like to just read the red letters to just mm-hmm. take do that for however long it took. And I think you inspired me to revisit that. I Mm -hmm. love that. So what do you hope the reader will gain from this 40 day devotional journey? Hmm. My prayer is that the reader will truly hear the words of the savior, Mm -hmm. that they will ponder what those words mean for them today in these times in their life in their situation My prayer is that they will grow in love and intimacy and knowledge with Jesus and that their relationship with him will grow deeper than it ever has been before and that their appreciation for what he did on the cross will change them and mark them. Mm. Wow. I mean, when I think about that particular portion of Christ's time with us on earth, you know, he had to suffer big time in order to have 
the resurrection. Yeah. And I just think about our world and kids growing up and thinking, mm -hmm. you know, I just want my resurrection without the crucifixion. I mean, that's, I'm sure that's not what they're thinking, but it's, it's kind of what this world wants you to think mm -hmm. is reality. And right. Yeah. Without the pain. Right. Mm -hmm. And to, and to take intentional time to just really sense and see that that's what he did for us. Mm. But it's, you know, we get to suffer too. And so we get to follow in his footsteps in so many ways. Yeah. Wow. So which devotional, this one or the saver, the savior is your favorite in the collection and why? I would say this one, it took blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> I really, I really spent a lot of time and a lot of hmm, suffering on my own. Um, I walked through a lot of illness during the writing of this, and I felt like God gave me the strength to continue and to press on. And I feel like there is a depth to it that changed me forever in writing it. And just spending those couple years hearing the words of the Savior and reading and reading and researching, um, I would I would have to say this one today. This would be my this would be my choice today. <laughs> so, is another kind of companion product like the first two? Uh, niggling around in your heart or your mind? Yeah, a little bit, but nothing is in the works. In the works, I do have a few ideas, possibly in keeping theme with the church calendar, maybe something um, about ordinary time, the savior of ordinary time. I thought about that. I've had a couple people suggest a Thanksgiving devotional. Mm. So um, yeah, those are my two ideas. Yeah, but nothing, nothing is happening yet. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so I think my uh, kind of wrap up question, because we want to encourage those of you that are listening to um, get a copy, um, either start on Ash Wednesday, which would be February 22nd, or March 1st, which would be uh, the start of Lent proper, correct? Did I get that right? Ash Wednesday is the start of Lent in the in the high church as you okay. would call it um but if you want to read this book 40 days straight you would start on march 1st okay so either way okay you know, however you want to do it works if you want to have some days in between or catch-up days starting on the 22nd of february works just great okay so would you maybe recommend this for a small group that might each buy a copy and come together and be doing it together and then meet once a week to talk about what they're seeing, what they're learning and how God's speaking to them. Or is that something yeah. that you think would, it would work for the format? Yeah, it absolutely would because there's reflection questions. So people could answer the questions and get back together and, and discuss it and discuss. There's lots of scripture um, to get in depth with 
And I, ha- I already have a few groups who are interested in doing that. So um, yeah, I think it works. It works well for families, for couples, individuals, yeah. um, Bible study groups. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, and that would be a great, what a great way to just, you know, kind of get your Bible study going on something for a specific period of time or a small group that you're part of, or even start a small group with this um, kind of as a first step. I love the idea of mm. having something that you're all studying the same thing and just sharing, you know, how it's changing you every week to week. So yeah. I've had a couple of people say they were going to use it with their book club. Ooh, so, yeah. Nice. That would be so fun. we are just right on time for those of you that are listening to be able to go get it on Amazon or wherever your favorite places to, to buy books and have it ready to go. And then, uh, you know, consider doing a group thing and whether you all buy the ebook or y'all, you know, get print copies. Um, just, I can't encourage you enough to consider, uh, taking the step on this, um, Lent journey uh, with Kristen. And boy, Kristen, do you have any words you'd like to close us out with today? When we look at the life of Christ, it seemed to his followers that his death was not for good. Mm. And even though he had told them for what purpose he came and that he would die and rise again, all they could see was the horror of what was right in front of them. And I think Sometimes we are all blinded or, or only see what's right in front of us, not the big picture. And God knows our whole story. He loves us beyond measure and wants us to trust him. Just like Jesus told his followers to do in the gospels. We will see it all someday that his plan for us is to work things together for his and for our good. Mm. Amen. Mm. Amen. I mean, he is the ultimate Romans 828 story. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. wow. Well, Kristen, if we have people listening today that want to maybe reach out to you on social media or online, what's the best way for them to do that? The best place would be starting with my website, kristensatzer.com, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-S-A-A-T-Z-E-R. And all my socials are on my website. So you can connect with me there. Perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today and helping us prepare our hearts for the Lenten season. So thank you so much, my friend. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. So thanks again for joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.